The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back once again to the mighty and the powerful Oz. I mean, Brutal Nation. That's it. That's where we're at, huh? I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, the always shakes her head at my at my great, fantastic jokes, Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam. Hi, everybody. Don't forget the eye rolling. <laughs> yeah, roll your I eyes. I roll my eyes. I love it when you get that look on your face. It just says, somebody should shoot you. I go, that's going to be a good day. Yeah. You get that a lot from me lately. I do. I try. I try. It's, it's, a, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Well, you know, whatever. So, yeah, so I'm actually featuring this one again today. And I have a pair of murdering 10-year-olds. This is why we should be able to kick kids in Walmart, by the way. See what these 10-year-olds are doing? Kick them. Yeah. So, you know, remember way back when we first started this whole podcast endeavor, you and I? And in episode three, you featured Mary Bell. Mary Bell, yep. Yeah. In comparison to this case, one will not look at her case the same ever again. Is there sex? No. Oh, okay. Granny porn? Were they watching granny porn? No. See, kids, you're missing out. (laughs) Power of the prune. (laughs) All right, continue. So the first time anyone sees a picture of young Robert... Thompson and John Venables, they usually assume the two boys are just the average 10-year-old. You say Venables, I think Lunchables. That's what I'm thinking. Or vegetables. <laughs> What's anyway. he doing with the veg? What are you doing with the vegetables, Tam? What? That's, no, that's not the same, same. That's no, no. That is no, no. <laughs> I was just listening to the episode where you said something about how I'm not allowed in Safeway anymore. <laughs> Because of what I did to an eggplant. I'm like, you are one sick motherfucker. Holy shit. You got to tell me what episode it is. I want to go back and listen Um, to it. I can't remember. I think it was our Bible John episode, but I'm not sure. Um, So, however, looks can be very deceiving. In 1993, this pair of British boys morphed into brutal killers when they chose to murder a toddler. Um, after the crimes of Mary Bell, the nation thought they had seen the worst, right? When two-year-old James Bolger went missing, the authorities assumed an adult was responsible for the abduction. Then they came across some evidence that shocked everyone. Law enforcement learned the identity of the two 10-year-olds when they received an anonymous call. Now, Great Britain watched and read about these crimes in an absolute... I have hoary, but I meant horror. <laughs> now I know where your mind is. That means us right back to the eggplant. That's where that takes us. <laughs> yeah. Even though it has been almost 30 years since this case went to trial, the nation is still in shock over the details. However, as you will soon learn, the story of Thompson and Venables was not over in 1993. Dun, 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 baby. Yeah. Stop it. What? Why do you make everything sound dirty? It's not dirty when we're talking about vegetables and eggplants. Okay, anyways, before Robert Thompson and John Venables turned 10 years old, they had already experienced what most would consider a rough life. Now, you and I have talked about this. You and I grew up abusive families. 
So we know what rough life is. Oh, yes. So when Thompson was born on August 23rd, 1982, his parents already had four children. The Jesus Liverpool- Christ, do they not know how that shit happens? I'm telling you. It's the 80s, folks. If you haven't Dude, figured out how that bullshit happened. Pregnancy is the worst sexually transmitted disease in America, for let kids, alone the world. Poor kids, honey, close your fucking legs. Close your <laughs> clam trap. Yeah. That's how that shit happens, man. Yeah. So they would eventually have a total of seven children. See, they should be locked up in prison. They're, yeah. They're, they're creating in the way people. And that's why it takes me fucking 45 minutes to get home from my job. Because they're in my fucking way. That's why. Guilty. Execute them. Execute or patois them. Yes, patois them. <laughs> patois them. Patois. He was just going to give his mother grief anyways. Kill him. Yeah. Kill, kill them all. Him. Kill them all. <laughs> anyways. Oh, you have no idea how much patois is like my hero now. <laughs> he had the right idea. <laughs> Man, should have, he should be here. During the 80s, and should have taken care of this twat, too. Yeah. And her kids. So not long after their seventh child was born, Thompson's father walked out on his family. Uh, when he left, Thompson's mother became really depressed. As a result, she began to drown her sorrows in alcohol and tried to commit suicide. But can you blame them both? Like, seriously, seven little rugrats running around. And I bet you he looked at her. You're getting some birth control, right? Oh, of course. I went down to Planned Parenthood and I got on on the shot and I've got some pills. Okay, honey, I'm making sure. Whoa, why are you pregnant again? Oopsie, I must have forgot something. No, he finally looked at seven fucking kids. My choices are walk out or I'm murdering everybody. <laughs> everybody. I'm just start stabbing people in the head. Because one or two kids is bad enough, okay? Because kids will fight. And they argue all the fucking time. That's just what, what siblings do. You know, you got seven of them little motherfuckers. Like, and I've said this oh, before. Oh, me and my brother and sister fought constantly. If I had seven kids, if I had more than two, I'd put them in a fucking room with sharp objects. Say, look, some of you aren't going to make it. Like that knife I took for my brother's car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> some of you ain't going to make it. Whoever does, I love you the most. And welcome to the family. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> you guys fight it out. I'm not rooting for any one of you, but Cassie, get him. <laughs> this is like American Gladiator, folks. You just fucking you kill each other off. And whoever makes it, I love you the most. Okay, <laughs> that's right. I, I'm not supposed to have favorites, but <laughs> hey, man, hey, when you're going for him, here's a neck. Put this in your boot. This will help. This, you know, just stick him right in the side. <laughs> that's right. Poke, stick him with the pointy end. It's Game right, of Thrones. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm going to walk so, out and come back, and the one yeah. kid that I have left, that's my kid. Yeah. So Venables, John Venables, was only a few days older than his partner Thompson, as he was born on August 13th, 1982. They're, Close to your birthday, actually. They're both Leos. Yeah. His family also, re- 23rd is Leo. I thought that Isn't was... It? Oh, no, it's the 16th. That, that, that's the yeah. cutoff for Leo. Yeah, because yeah. my, my cousin Eric is was born on the 17th, I think. 17th or 18th of, of August, and he's the next sign over. Isn't it Sagittarius? I can't remember. I don't either. I don't know any of that crap. So his family also resided in Liverpool, England, and his parents had also separated. However, unlike Thompson, his father was still part of his life. However, no. Probably because uh, his family didn't have some motherfucking kids running around. I know. Uh, reports <laughs> say that Venable's mother was a rather harsh woman, which indicates there might have been some abuse involved. I also read that she was considered a loose woman. Scott! Really? What's her number? Is she your ex? 
What? what? Due hey, to the hey, fact that witnesses, sweetheart, have seen if you're listening to this, in the company of numerous number. men, <laughs> I'm just for research purposes. It's for for scientific reasons. Y'all wouldn't understand. Yeah, right. Once Thompson and Venables entered school, it didn't take them long to become very close friends. Well, yeah, man. Are your parents psycho? My parents are psycho. My parents are psycho. Hey, we're besties. Yeah. So on February 12th, 1993, Thompson and Venables decided they would skip school for the day. By that time, they'd already had a reputation for being troublemakers. However, they'd only committed what some would consider low-level crimes. For instance, they often went to various stores to pocket rather small items. Then they would take those items over to an escalator at the mall and toss them down at people. So just like, you know, kid shit. It sounds fucked up, but that's pretty innocent shit. Yeah, that's kid shit. I probably would have done that as a child, too. You know what? Me too. I mean, just a stupid immature shit. Yeah. On this particular day, though, both Thompson and Venable's criminal activity escalated beyond what others ever thought possible for two 10-year-olds. Unfortunately, before the day was over, it, would, it wouldn't end well for one child. The authorities later found out some information that added to the shock of two-year-old James Bulger's abduction. As it turns out, James wasn't the first toddler Thompson and Venables chose to target that day. At first, they made an attempt to convince a three-year-old girl, along with her two-year-old brother, to leave their mother's side. Um, thankfully, the two young toddlers, toddlers didn't fall for the younger boy's tactics. However, that event made their pair even more determined to succeed. Bet you they watched uh, the Star Wars movie, and the three-year-old turned around. We're not the toddlers that you're looking for. And then they said, yay, man. They aren't the toddlers that we're looking for. Move along. All right. I think we're moving along now. And they moved along. Yeah? Maybe? No? You know, okay. I Fine. think today's the day that I finally say I'm done. <laughs> I'm just saying. This is how it plays just out saying. in my head. They're at the mall. And what do malls have? They have cinemas. They have movie theaters. They watch a little Star Wars going in on. In 1993, what Star Wars movie was out in 93? They were doing reruns. Okay. Three showings of like Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, because the new ones didn't come out till the 2000s. I know, my son was little. Excuse me. I yawned. You probably need more coffee. No, probably don't need any coffee. I'll probably go to sleep. Thompson and Venables happened to notice James when he was at the butcher shop with his mother. That's when the two decided he would be their chosen victim. The whole time James and his mother, Denise Fergus, who was then Denise Bulger, were at the mall, she made sure to hold his hand. However, at the butcher's, she had to let go for a short time in order to purchase her groceries, obviously. That makes sense. Um, From the time she let go of her toddler's hand to the time she reached back down was less than a minute. Um, When Denise reached down and James didn't grab hold of her hand, that's when she looked down and with horror discovered that he had disappeared. That's why dog leashes. I mean, kid leashes. Dude, my nephew. I told you my nephew had one. Loved it. Yeah. I think small kids. And this is just me being a dick. But then Cat Williams said that us white people need to stop putting leashes on our children because that just makes jokes for black people. They can have all the jokes they want because you know what happens? Okay. How many black kids do you think get abducted and then like resold on the black market? Very few. It's not a big market for them anymore on farms anyway white kids though get sold off all the time because yes. white kids and it's, it's a really weird thing i've noticed like seriously this isn't just me being racist or anything like that um white kids are stupid yes like 
Black kids, like from the time they're born, they're suspicious about everything. Kind of everybody, like Jews. kind of like Jewish people. Yeah, you know, they're always suspicious too. So you don't see a lot of like, like, hey, little Malachi got abducted, you little know, Jewish boy. Name. You know, um, you don't ever hear shit like that. But you know, you hear little Bryce, <laughs> Skyler, and 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 Skyler is such a white name. And, and, and and their friend Taylor all got abducted. And you know, you never know if Skyler and Taylor are male or female. Yeah, no kidding. You sit there and you the, here's the fucked up thing with parents that they'll name their kids shit like that. And you go, Hey, I like your is that a boy or a girl? Jesus, I don't wanna your your young boy. What, because I have him dressed in a dress and he's got ponytails, he's a girl. My bad. You're right. I assumed incorrectly because you got him dressed up like a fruit of the loom. Um, my bad. It's me. It's totally me. Ow, my eyeball. Don't poke yourself no, in the I eye. Have this, I have like something there. Oh. Your perfect. finger. I just saw no, it. No. I have something in it other than my finger that I'm trying to get out, you dickhead. Don't poke your eyeball out. I hate you. It's not covered under the insurance. Neither am I, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, we know what the vet is. So fucking hate you the whole time oh wait um let's see here when denise reached down jay okay uh he had disappeared later she stated i shouldn't have let go of his hand that was the biggest mistake of my life i shouldn't have let go um as i said er earlier originally the authorities believed that an adult was responsible for abducting the two-year-old however after they reviewed the surveillance cameras they were shocked to discover the two young boys were to blame the three boys were seen walking out of the mall at approximately 3 42 p.m by that time thompson and venables had lured little james out of the mall by the time they had lured little james out of the mall Denise had already reported her son missing to security officers, and in turn, security had used the loudspeakers to announce there was a missing toddler. And when nobody reported seeing James by 4.15, the authorities were notified. Needless to say, Denise and James' father, Ralph, were nauseated by the worry they felt. I would be too. Yeah. Why are you doing this to me? Doing what? Showing me your hairy man boobs. Your son has a hairier chest than you, by the way. He is like a fucking beast. Yeah. Like, seriously, ever since he was 16, uh, probably 14, 15, 16, somewhere right around there. He became a wildebeest? He is, man. And it's weird because, like, he was like a little Mr. Magoo-looking baby, like no hair and shit like that. Big old wrinkled head, like a like a bleached raisin. And now he's like fucking, like grizzly bears look at him and go, God damn, nice coat, dude. <laughs> Fuck, are you like the king of the bears? Yeah. Something. Hey, at least I didn't pull my pants down this time and show you my white ass. Thank you. And give you the big O. That was disgusting <laughs> enough. You know, and then you wondered why I talked all night, because you traumatized me. <laughs> that wasn't that night I did it. Yes, it was. No, it was yeah, a Sunday. No, it was that night. Was it? Yeah. I can't. I've done it multiple times. So I can't fucking remember. You have shown me your bare ass multiple times. Yes, but no, I got the fucking. You needed to See, change your ringtone. There's, there's the difference. It's like, like on my ass, if I pull it down, it's a bare ass as in no clothing. When he pulls his down, it's a bare ass, like, rawr, rawr, like, like, like Yogi. 
like Yogi Bear. No, because his ass isn't looking for no pic. Well, it might be looking for a picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boo-boo. Let's hey, get boo-boo. the picnic basket. And put it up my butthole. <laughs> Don't tell <laughs> Mr. Ranger, sir. <laughs> You're disgusting. Hey, boo-boo. Yeah, I Yogi. I didn't know you brought the cucumbers. <laughs> Anyways, while everyone was at the mall searching for James, Thompson and Venables already had managed to get quite a distance away. As a matter of fact, they were well on their way to a different town. Several witnesses later came forward claiming to have seen the three boys walking along the road. Their statements to the authorities indicate that they had assumed that the three were actually siblings. Okay, there were others that claimed that two older, the older two boys were being rather aggressive to the younger child, and that caused them some concern. There were even some eyewitnesses who came forward later and stated that they had witnessed Thompson and Venables roughing up the toddler out in the open. We're going to rough you up, you see, because you're tall Muggsy, you see. These reports claim that James was being kicked, punched, and shaken. Some of the adult witnesses claim that they even approached the boys to ask some questions. In the end, these same adults just let Thompson and Venables go with James because that's because they assumed they were taking him home or to a police station. Let's be honest, though. How many of us really have not actually wanted to kick a toddler at one point in our lives? I have never wanted to kick a toddler. I think all of you guys are lying. Everybody has. You go to a store or even your own. The worst is your own. Jesus fucking Christ. You start thinking, I love this kid, but at the same time, I hate his guts. I fucking hate him. (laughs) I always tell my friends who are just now having children later in life and shit like that that a child is the only person in the world in your life that you will ever simultaneously love with all your heart and hate. With, with every fiber every of your being. fiber. Oh, yeah. Every Yeah, because I've told you about the time my son screamed and yelled at me how I was not his mother as I'm taking him out of the store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shock callers. I'm telling I you, I wanted to murder him then. This shocked little bastard. Really? Zap. <laughs> oh, you're my mom now? Yeah, I thought so, fucker. Get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways... Um, in the end, these same adults, uh, oh, like, okay, those same adults later regretted their decisions as they felt it could have made a difference. However, as we all know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, Always. Unless I have my pants down. That's a different kind of hindsight. <laughs> it sure is. That's my hind end sight. <laughs> Big Tom- up. Stop it. <laughs> Thompson and Venables eventually ended up by the same train track, by some train tracks in Walton, England. Once they had James there, they took some blue paint they had previously stolen and threw it in the toddler's eyes. After that, they beat him with some bricks and stones, kicked his already beaten little body, and forcefully shoved his mouth full of batteries. What the fuck? Yeah. In one final act of brutality, the two 10-year-olds grabbed an iron bar that weighed approximately 22 pounds and struck him in the head with it. That one blow to the head caused the toddler to sustain 10 fractures to his skull. When all was said and done, by the time James was finally dead, there was a grand total of 42 injuries on his little body. See, I told you Mary Bell was tame. Yeah, because Mary Bell, when she killed... Um, she suffocated, then she mutilated their body. Yeah, it was you know, post-mortem. Yeah. So, yeah, granted, it's fucked up that she went and mutilated his, his junk and then changed the initials. From an uh, N to an M, yeah. Yeah, to, to show to, to leave her kind of signature behind. But, 
that was all post-mortem. And honestly, once I'm dead, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, but doing that shit. Yeah, to a two-year-old. Well, and this is what the saddest part was. All is that if that information wasn't disturbing enough, I discovered something that brought me to tears. And I'm actually tearing up now thinking about it. But I'm going to cry. James's last. A moment. No. James's last words were, I want my mom. Well, I imagine so, I mean, man. Can you, I mean, I'm crying. I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, it's going to be fucking traumatizing as fuck for this little kid. Yeah. You know, you get lured out thinking, hey, this is going to be a good time. These old kids want to play. Yeah. But they, they, they want to play games that you don't necessarily want to be involved in fucking at all. Yeah, even as an adult. But can you imagine all this little boy wanted was his mom, and these two kids just brutalized him. That's, you, I mean, That's why I don't, tr- I, I don't trust children. I don't like children. Yeah. And I know what well, people Well, you know what scares saying. me is at 10. Well, we, but we did do Jesse Palmer, who started at age five, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's remember like him? you see it, but it's still traumatizing. And then when you think about because it's all I can think about is like my grandkids and my nephew, who my nephew just turned three. And it's like I couldn't even imagine him just saying, I want my mom. No shit. You You're know? saying I want a Samsung phone defects, but... It's the same sentiment, right? Phone, yeah, I guess. Phone. You're right. <laughs> See, I got to make you laugh. You can't have you crying. <laughs> I know, right? Either. I got to stop crying. Because, yeah, yeah, no. That, I'm Like I said, it made me cry. Wait, I fixed no. your phone. You know beats me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, here you go, man. <laughs> no, my nephew's so precious. So Thompson and Venables wanted to make James' death appear as if it were an accident. For that reason, they took his lifeless body and laid it on the train track. As it were, James' body was discovered by some teenage boys, but by the time they had discovered it, it had been struck by a train and severed in two. And however, even that didn't hide the fact that James' death was by no means an accident. Yeah, you got paint in your eyes and shit like that. Yeah, and like skull fractures. Yeah. Yeah. So even though surveillance tapes had caught Thompson and Venables abducting James, the authorities didn't have many leads as to who they were. When you add the fact that the police assumed the two older boys were around 13, 14 years old, it's not hard to understand that they weren't even on the right track. Yeah, they're, they're not looking for 10-year-olds. Yeah. So as it were, investigators had multiple lists to go over that were provided by local schools of boys who reported absent from school on February 12th. They were in the process of looking those lists over when an anonymous phone call came into the station, and the caller told them that Thompson and Venables were responsible for committing the murder. Um, I read somewhere that it was one of the parents, but I don't know how true that was, so I didn't put it in there. So the anonymous caller indicated that Thompson and Venables were both truants on the day in question. Not only that, is Venables was witness wearing a jacket that appeared to have the same color of blue paint on it, and the authorities quickly obtained a warrant to search the homes of both 10-year-olds. Okay? When they were finished searching, they discovered two important pieces of evidence. The first was Venable's jacket that had blue paint on it. The second was a pair of Thompson's tennis shoes that had blood on them. Okay? Now, Thompson and Venables were arrested by authorities six days after murdering James on and which was February 18th. And when the two were questioned, Thompson tried denying everything at first on the flip side. It was only a matter of minutes before Venables gave a confession reports say that he just blurted out the words. I did kill him. What about his mom? Will you tell her? I'm sorry. Okay. Too, too fucking late there. Beckerhead. Yeah. Uh, fucking too little, too late. You little asshole. Right. 
During Thompson's interrogation, he did his best to avoid incriminating himself. However, when he gave the detectives exact details on the clothes James was wearing the day he was murdered, the authorities knew he was very much involved. Now, Detective Phil Roberts was the one in charge of questioning both boys, and he later said, as far as I'm concerned that day, I stared evil in the face. A freak of nature, they went out that day to kill. I truly believe that. And if they hadn't been caught, I fear they would have struck again. Um, yeah, killing in that, with that kind of ferocity? Yeah. Yeah, dude, like seriously, I don't know where you're featuring. These are definitely would be serial killers. Oh, yeah. And had they not been stopped at 10, could you imagine if they... What their kill count would have been? Let's just say hypothetically. Yeah. That's going to be until 21. They're out of, they're out of school. Because they're obviously not going to go to college. Obviously. <laughs> Probably would have dropped out after eighth grade. Right. So let's give them 21. I think that's a reasonable yeah. age. You know, because most of our killers are over 21. I think that their kill count would have seriously been into the high hundreds. Oh, yeah. Over five. Well, I would bet. Just, considering just, they went from petty theft to murder. That's what I'm saying. With overnight. the ferocity behind this, yeah. the viciousness of the mm-hmm. attacks. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get much more. And I bet you that it would have actually leaked, uh, leaked into a little bit of sexual perversion as well. Oh, I'm sure it would have Because been. how much more can you torture a person outside of not bringing it to a sexual level? Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. You know, and I'm not even saying they'd be doing it for pleasure. It would just be another part of the game. Yeah. Okay, over there? Totally. Yeah. I had to change my batteries, and I think I put them in wrong. Leave oh. me alone. Do you need instructions? Do you need to call tech support? No, I need you to shut up. Do I need to call your up. nephew? I need you to shut up for a minute. Because I have to call your nephew to get him to fix that thing. Oh, you have to put the batteries in wrong. That's not same, it. same. That's different, dick different. That, that's I no, got no. it, dick munch. Shut up. Okay, now it's same, same. <laughs> I hate you. You go now. <laughs> come at, come, customer 21. It's not at the Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> number two lucky special. <laughs> they don't have a number for everything. They yeah, do. <laughs> they really do. No, no, I've tried this out before. I have been in Chinese food places where I've said things like, okay, I want some lo mein. I want the house lo mein. I want some, um, some barbecue pork and uh, maybe some General So's chicken. And can I get a Diet Pepsi with that? Yeah, yeah no problem. I've heard me all back. Number 14. <laughs> Really? Yeah, that come with Diet Pepsi. <laughs> Number 15, regular Pepsi. Well, holy shit, okay, fuck. <laughs> You're so stupid. What do you call Park? It's Stop it. spot Number 7. Oh, you get 10% discount. Number 21. Stop it. There's Number no... Two. There's no doubt that both Thompson and Venables were equally responsible for the murder of James. However, Detective Roberts truly believed that Thompson was the one he considered in charge. Um, As it turns out, he wasn't alone in this belief. During the trial, which was held in November of 1993, the prosecution depicted Thompson as the clear leader of the pair and Venables as just the follower. The main reason people felt this way was because Venable seemed as if he were truly emotional over the whole ordeal. And on the other hand, Thompson seemed to be cold and unfazed by the events that had taken place. And that's what I've noticed. Whenever it comes to, to 
pairs that kill together. I'm going to take the sexuality out of this with the next thing I'm going to say. And I had to say that before I say this next thing. You have a dominant and a submissive oh, personality do. within that dynamic. You'll never have two dominants in there. Right. It's always a dominant and somebody who's submissive. So in this case here, Thompson is the one who he does. He's a sociopath. He doesn't give a fuck. But Venables is a follower. He wants to be accepted by somebody. Right. And he's probably very socially awkward. Yes. Because of what's going on at home. So he attaches on to that. So he becomes the submissive personality in that. Like I said, taking the, the sexuality. Oh, you know, no, I understand what you're saying. Because we talked about this before. Because yeah. well, if I don't mention taking the sexuality out, they're going, wait a minute, is he talking about sex? No, no, no. You could have a dominant and submissive personality. Yeah. Um, in, Just in everyday life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and sex has nothing to do with that aspect of it. Right. Um, anyways, no matter how either of the boys truly felt, the psychiatrists that were court mandated to evaluate Thompson and Venables reported they both clearly knew what was right and what was wrong. However, they testified that neither one of them could be labeled as a true sociopath. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. I'm sorry. They're wrong. Yeah, I know. That's what I said, too. And I'm not a professional psychiatrist. I just have the degree. But guess what? Liverpool psychiatrist or psychologist that tested them. You're wrong. Yeah, the reason why they felt this, despite the fact they couldn't determine what motivation these two had for murdering the toddler. As a matter of fact, to this day, their motivation is a mystery. They just wanted to kill. Because they're sociopathic. Thick. Yeah. (laughs) And those psychiatrists or psychologists are wrong. Yeah. Sorry, you guys are just dead wrong. I don't think... Yeah, I don't, you know, I know that you guys are probably experts in your field or whatever, but you're fucking wrong. Yeah. So the verdict was handed down on November 24th, 1993. It shouldn't come as a surprise, though, that Robert Thompson and John Venables were deemed guilty of kidnapping and murdering James Bulger. You don't say. When they received their guilty verdict, they set a British record. Thompson and Venables were the youngest felons to be convicted of murder in recent British history. When they were found guilty, the court sentenced them to serve time in prison. They were to remain in prison until they turned 18 and received their review. Now, people were going to say, but what about Naomi and Mary Bell? No. <laughs> That's way different. They were different. 11. I know, and they, their circumstances are very different. They, they did kill. Yes. But the mutilation, the torture was post-mortem. Right. A big difference between torturing a two-year-old who's still alive right. and mutilating a cadaver, you know, a big fucking difference. It's still wrong either way. Oh, but, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that dead body's not feeling much. Oh, yeah. So Venables was sent to service time in the secure unit at Red Bank, located in St. Helens, Mary- Merseyside? Merseyside. <laughs> Mercy, mercy on me. <laughs> While he was housed there, reports indicate he told the other inmates that he was there for stealing a car. He served his time. Uh, oh, Thompson ended up serving his time at Barton Moss, located near Manchester. And while he was there, he began to actually show an interest in areas such as theater and art. Now, reports also indicate that Venables had quite an illustrious affair with a female officer at the time, too, but I couldn't verify that story, so... He must have been a good-looking guy. And honestly, you know, if I was in his place, if I can get a little sum-sum, I probably would. Yeah. So in June 2001, when both boys were 18 years old, they were released from prison. 
as was the case with Mary Bell, the public was outraged about their release. And for that reason, guess what happened? Both Thompson and Venables received new names from the government of Great Britain. And they're anonymous now, huh? Yeah. After being released, it appears as if they both embarked on significantly different journeys. Hang on a minute. As I said earlier, Thompson was thought to be the mastermind, right? Mm -hmm. Behind the murder of James. However, since he was released, he's never committed another crime. Even though very little is known about where he is located currently, reports have indicated good things. It's believed that he is in a stable and healthy relationship with another man. And not only that, he has been completely open with his partner about his past. I just think he became a better murderer. That's just me. I don't, I don't like either one of these twat waffles. Yeah, well, you're going to really hate Venables here in a second. Oh, do tell. I got to take my sweatshirt off of this. I'm ready to fight someone. I'm ready to fight a bear. Please tell me you have another shirt on underneath. No. I'll wait till I take off my pants. Wow, wow. Please don't. For the love of God, don't. Oh, he does have his T-shirt on. Thank God. No. It rubs the bear belly. Look at all the hair on there. Yeah. Yeah. Are you done? It's like a hairy bowl of jelly. I'll never eat jelly again. The same you cannot... You want to rub my white belly? It's creamy. Get in my belly. You Get do in my belly, of... man. <laughs> you remind me of Fat Bastard. All right, motherfucker. It's on now. <laughs> the same cannot be said for John Venables. He has been arrested in prison multiple times since 2001. The most serious offense he has been charged with since then has been the possession of child pornography. Mm-hmm. Among the items he had was a pedophile manual. The contents of this manual described in disgustingly graphic detail how one would go about abusing a young girl. But that yeah. goes into exactly what I was saying. He's mm-hmm. looking to be accepted. Yeah. Okay, so on a psychological level, while seriously, Thompson, if you're listening to this, fuck you too. And Venables, of course, don't fucking drink bleach and die. But Venables is looking for something that he can relate to. That it ha- I don't think he wants to put a lot of work into being accepted. Yeah. So what do you do? You go for some disgusting motherfuckers that are like, hey, I like to molest little girls and boys. And he's like, hey, I could probably get behind that. Yeah. I could probably get behind that shit right there. Yeah. And uh, he's just he's still looking to fit in. It's that low self-esteem. And a really askewed version of how the world actually fucking works. Yeah. Well, the first time he was charged and sent to prison for possession of child pornography was back in 2010. However, he only served approximately three years for the offense. He was apprehended for committing the same crime four years later in 2017. So basically, he was out for about a year. Um, In 2018, he admitted that he had upwards of a thousand images of child pornography in his possession, as well as the manual detailing pedophilia against young girls. For that, he was sentenced to serve an additional 40 months. Um, He stood before the parole board in September of 2020, just last year, and his parole application was denied. At that time, he was informed it would be another two years before he could apply for parole again. Despite that, there are sources that report he doesn't ever want to be set free. Part of the reason he doesn't want to be released is due to the fact that he's afraid he will once again commit another crime, which I can see him doing. 
Okay, Most likely that. the same one that landed him there these last two times. I got, I, actually, I got a little bit of respect for him for, for doing that. Going, hey, look, I know that I'm a perpetual fuck up. Yeah. You let me out. I think I'm going to do this again. So, okay. You, you gained a few points with me there, Venables. Well, another reason he doesn't want to be released is because he would never be able to avoid using drugs when he's in the free world. That is a 50-50 thing for yeah, me. Yeah, because you can get drugs in prison. Trust me. That's not No, it's not the obtaining of drugs. If you're afraid that you're going to use dope, you really have to make the resolve to get clean and you stay do. clean. And uh, maybe he doesn't have that wherewithal, and I, I understand that. But on the other hand, if if you're afraid you're going to go back to doing dope, get into a good program, get yeah. a good sponsor, be accountable. Be accountable for what you do. Yeah. That's my high horse there. Oh, no. I... I agree with you, but as far as uh, Ralph Bolger is concerned, James's father, he feels that if Venables managed to have his parole application accepted, he might just kill again. Um, When he found out that the parole board had what the parole board had decided in September 2020, he said, "I believe the only way to prevent him from killing another baby like James is to keep him locked up for life." How can anyone say this monster is safe to live among us ever again? I happen to agree with that. Get, given his history since he got out the first time. Yeah. I mean, of, he was given a new identity and still couldn't clean up his act. I'm, I've am i got a mean streak in me about a half a mile wide. And I believe that when they were a caught. A country that, mile wide, not half a mile. Only a half a mile because I keep the rest of it caged up. Because if the real me came out, I'd be meaner than a fucking pissed off rattlesnake. Lord, no. Oh, yeah. You keep half of that bottled up? Yeah, more than half. I'm scared now. But, you know, uh, I honestly think that if you're going to give them brand new names and identities and say, okay, live your life, accountability. Yes. So as soon as he got arrested for child porn, I think that should, ca- that, that should carry the death penalty. Like, seriously, yeah. let him know, hey, look, we're giving you a chance at a new life. Fuck this up. You're done. You don't, you're not allowed to live anymore. You're done. Yeah. And I know, oh, but they were only 10. Kiss my ass. I don't care. They brutalized this fucking toddler. Well, you and I both believe that Mary Bell just got better. Yeah, I think Mary Bell's probably still doing some nefarious shit. Very nefarious. She just hasn't gotten caught. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, Mary Bell, if you're listening to this, send us an email there, sugar tits. Let's have a discussion. I'd be happy to give you my phone number. I'll come out there and visit you. I got my passport. We'll have a little talky-talky. Talky-talky. So I would love to same, talk same. to you. <laughs> That'd be same-same. That not, that not no, no. That's same-same. That number four lucky special. Number four lucky special? That number four lucky special. It come with a Mary Bell. <laughs> and a Diet Pepsi. <laughs> it come with a Mary Bell. It come with noodle. And it come with Diet Pepsi. <laughs> I hate you. We've been you long time. I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, so we thought Mary Bell was bad. <laughs> no, these two here are just fucking pigs. Yeah, these two are. I mean, even Jesse Palmroy. I mean, I don't know, man. These two just flabbergasted me because they didn't progress at all. They just like theft, kill. I just don't think it's fair to the families, uh, the family of the victim, that these two assholes are allowed to live on with their lives, yeah. get brand new identities. 
like I said, accountability. Yeah. Um, I think that they shouldn't get brand new identities. They should be able to move to a different location. Yeah. I didn't agree with the fact that Mary Bell got a new identity. Exactly. You have to live with the Consequ- consequences yes. of your fucking actions. Yes. And if the fucking public hates you, oh, well. Yeah, it's like, ah, tough shit there, sugar tits. You shouldn't have killed him. Because these two are sugar tits, too. They're getting my sugar tits award. Little fucking pricks. Are they your sugar tits of the week award? Of the day, at least. Because, you know, the, the, the number one to me is always going to be fucking Hermolka. Yeah, she's That's your always. sugar tits of the decade. She century, is. whatever. I'm, just, I'm waiting for some, her to accidentally get ran over by a bus. That's what I'm waiting for. Make my day. Accidentally on purpose? Hey, accidents happen. I'm saying if she was to get pushed, you know. You know, somebody is going to run her over, and you know their defense is going to be, Scott Alexander on Brutal Nation told me to do it. Oh, no. Okay, let me make this clear. I'm not telling anybody to do it. However, let's say hypothetically speaking, she was to accidentally trip and fall off a cliff or get eaten by an alligator if she's on vacation or get hit with one of those double-decker buses. Do they have double-deckers in Canada? Oh, yeah. Oh. But people don't just, it's not a walk away. People explode when they get hit by those motherfuckers. They wait a ton. How do you know? Have you ever seen videos? You know what? I've seen Enemy of the State where that guy gets hit by a bus. He goes, you know, the sound effects. It was bad. So, yeah. I mean, if somebody was to accidentally, because accidents happen. I'm just saying I wouldn't cry over. I'm not telling anybody to do it. I'm not saying like, oh, I don't know. Push her off a cliff or get her in an alley and step on her throat until she dies. Anything like that. I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying if it happened to happen by accident, I wouldn't cry very much. Or at all. I'd feel. Would we go sing Gangster's Paradise over her grave and shoot silly string? I would have a little tear in my eye. Sorry, Darlene Routier. (laughs) I'd be sitting there going, oh, poor Carla. She died. That's so sad. Break my heart right here. They're brokenhearted. Are you brokenhearted? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are so bad. But accidents happen. I'm just saying. Your son's still in there coughing up a lung. He's probably masturbating or something. I don't know what he's doing. Probably He's probably doing autoerotic. That's even worse. Thanks. He, oh, my God. He's doing autoerotic asphyxiation in the shower. Ew. Why do you put those images in my head? You should see what he does with that soap bottle. Notice peanut... I, I, I've noticed a little, uh, like, what looks like peanut butter around the top of it. I don't touch it because it's gross. So whatever he's doing in there, <laughs> apparently it invo- involves chunky peanut butter. Oh, Scott. <laughs> Scott Alexander, stop it. <laughs> An autoerotic asphyxiation. You're disgusting. <laughs> oh. It's bad enough him and I had that conversation on Thursday. I don't need this from you two. <laughs> Are you laughing? <laughs> I hate you. Oh, my God. Oh, good Lord. Good Lord. Lordy, Lordy. Yeah, your son already had me gagging on Thursday. <laughs> you're so gross. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sick fuckers. Hey, I'm going to say nurture for these two, by the way. Oh, I wasn't even going to ask because <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. There's no. They were fucked. <laughs> I bet you that Thompson was with his boyfriend. <laughs> he probably has bruises on his hips from grabbing. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop already. Do it to me prison style. You're a sick fucker. 
You have anything else to add? Or are we wrapping this one I'm up? I'm done. I was you're, done like an hour ago. You just kept there going. rubbing your eyes, looking all Sasquatchy. No, because I got something in this eye. Your eyeball? And now your finger. No, it hurts. <laughs> I hate you. There's a specific way you got to do the I pull-out method. I would ask you to put eye drops in it, but I'm afraid. I'd be afraid, too. <laughs> All right. Send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium. Crime Beat that's on Medium and wherever you get your your blogs from. Dun, 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 dun. This show's copyrighted. 2022. See, I got it right. Bye, Twisted Blue, LLC. All rights reserved. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.